TCU podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Andre Culleton, and today, today we're going to talk about cops. This is not a political podcast, but um, cops are bad. The thin blue line is dumb as fuck, and I'm really glad to have an excuse to talk about just how bad they are in this episode on the Shield. Michael Chiklis stars as Vic Mackey, a Los Angeles City cop who literally breaks the law as much as he enforces it. The series, created by Sean Ryan, also stars Walton Goggins as Vic's favorite stooge, Shane. Um, CCH Pounder as Claudette Wims, Catherine Dent as my personal favorite, Beat Cop Danny Sofer, and many, many more. Y'all, today I have a very special guest. We've known each other for 17 years. Let me set the scene. It's 2006, Manhattan, New York, at the unaccredited NYFA campus. That's right. We built that place from the ground up. I was obsessed with Gilmore Girls, and my guest today was obsessed with this show. He also appeared in Bombshell as Clueless Straight Cis Guy. He's not a Clueless Straight Cis Guy. It's Sean Avalon. Welcome, Sean. Thank you so much. Hey, buddy. <laughs> so nice to see you. So nice to talk to you, as always. Um, I know you're familiar with our pod a bit, so you won't be too afraid to step into our nostalgia scan. That's right. It's powered by the realty and goes from zero to 100. Don't lie to it. Just be honest. Let it take you. Let it scan you. I will go first. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a few drops of I, I I couldn't think of what to put in the in the machine except for something pinged me that Vic is drinks on the job all the time, right? He's always mm. like, yeah, with a bottle, right? <laughs> <laughs> he drinks all the time. There's a lot of alcohol in the show. I couldn't really pinpoint it, but let's drop a few uh, drops of hard liquor. Uh, from fictitious Farmington, California neighborhood, I guess, of Los Angeles, and ask ourselves, how much nostalgia do we really have for the shield? Yikes. Okay. <laughs> Beep boop bop. I really, when I, <laughs> when I thought about this, because I, like, right before I rewatched the pilot, I was like, I have a feeling that when I think about this show, I do think about our time at NYFA, and I'm like, that's nostalgic for me. But I knew that, like, the moment I started rewatching this show, that my nostalgia was just, like, gonna probably be decimated. So I gave it a 30. Like, that's, that's how I felt before. After I watched it, I think it's about a 12. Um, great procedural, some very... Uh, 
impactful uh, camera stuff going on. I remember watching some BTS possibly with you um, about the shoulder mounts that they use, the uh, dual or triple camera system. So that's kind of exciting. But yeah, just racist, ableist, transphobic, homophobic cop shit that really makes it in today's day and age not something I wistfully go, hey, does everybody remember The Shield? So uh, I'm, sitting at a, I'm sitting at a 12, really. Um, what about you, Sean? Scabby. I mean, it, yeah, it is kind of a loaded proposition, right? To, <laughs> to ask nostalgia. <laughs> the machine is down. The machine just went down. <laughs> I will preface uh, this by saying that since the show first aired and uh, since it went off the air and certainly since it first aired um a lot has shifted and evolved sure both in our world and <laughs> within me yeah um yeah so i want to say that i i want to say my, the nostalgia is at a solid 50. It's yeah right there yeah in the middle yeah and for a variety of reasons, um, some of which you mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, but I think it does bring me back to a time and place um, with my my uh, my comrades in arms at uh, at NIFA, mm -hmm. and that was mm -hmm. a really uh, formative time in my life. So it you kind of it puts me right back there, but it also it puts me back uh, in a time in a mindset when I thought cops were like. A force for good overall. Yeah. yeah. Um, Same. I mean, I'm, I'm going to speak with a bunch of very, you know, general, broad, big, broad brush strokes. Sure. sure. Um, but <laughs> it, it does bring me back to, to a time <laughs> <laughs> throughout the episode <laughs> when I thought, okay, you know, cops, these are the good guys. Mm. Um, and maybe there are a few rogue, um, you know, members of the police force that. Sure. Uh, kind of act up and they, it, it, what's that thing they say all the time? The a few bad apples. Yeah. They do spoil which, which the, the whole bunch. The, the <laughs> final half of that, like, turn of phrase is a few bad apples. It ruins the bunch. Yeah. So, you know, it, yeah. Um, and it kind of, it, it, it's almost like a fanciful sort of thing. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, I liken it now to enjoying uh, you know, superheroes, right. uh, like Batman or Spider Man. Uh, right. They do just as much good as these, uh, you know, fictionalized like good cops, sure. and they're just as real. Right, right. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that makes sense. I think uh, our world has changed a lot, but also just a show like this, it just couldn't, it couldn't exist in this time in the same way of uh, Vic being so problematic. Vic mm -hmm. and his whole team are in this handshake deal and they all keep the secret and it's a brotherhood um and you can see we're going to talk about the the lengths that they're willing to go to to protect that secret are great and they have the power of the police force behind them so mm -hmm. what we see now when we look at it in 2023 is well yeah of course you know it's all very corrupt but similarly you know i grew up with 
uh, hats off to heroes and, you know, the seventh inning stretch salute to heroes at Fenway. And it's like, are you really like, even with my parents being public attorneys, like they worked with cops, they had to collaborate with cops. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just, even that, like working within the system, it's like, well, that system was never fair. They were working within a, a system that they knew was already fucked up. Of course, they had to work with cops. The cops had illegally arrested their client, you sure. know, and had all the power. So, um, yeah, samesies. And I think uh, one thing that we can hope for is that the new generation coming up just doesn't have that, just doesn't see things because they have enough videos on their phone uh, to show what cops really do. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll get into it very, very, very quickly in this episode. We're going to see Vic do something that is just uh, well beyond what he what, what they are uh, allowed to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> point blank. <laughs> so um, we'll get into our synopsis. This is going to be just the pilot, but, um, you know, we'll try to we'll, we'll show basically just from this episode the crooks of the series it do, it really does not matter what season it is vic mm. is just constantly coming up against a big bad that is institutionally trying to unroot this style of policing that he's doing mm-hmm. and he's the hero so <laughs> there we go we there open we, <laughs> we open with cap uh captain aceveda giving uh like a press conference on how Farmington has cut down crime, basically, by being really hard on it. And we're juxtaposing this with the, you know, the strike team chasing down, uh, chasing down uh, some some guy, and they're all kind of, like, together. <laughs> they're like... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, Vic, get out of the way. You're not the fastest one. It is like a track meet. (laughs) (laughs) That was the stupidest shot. But you know that they, I mean, they just did have permits and stuff on these L.A. streets. So I'm guessing they're like, this alleyway is good. Let's do this one. Yeah, bing, bang, boom. Uh, We need to create this channel. What's it called? FX. We need to launch it. So we see this strike team and they are immediately um, able to track down this target. I think they exchange a few words with him, but then they they strip him down. Uh, they pull his pants down in public, and there's, like, families watching, <laughs> too. So that's all bad, but just so we're clear, like, you have to, like, do a proper arrest and read rights and... Because <laughs> even if you're going to do a search or whatever, there's if you're going to cuff the person, detain them, I mean, what are they going to what are they going to fish out of their ass, to put it bluntly, you know? So <laughs> it, the, the whole thing is like unnecessary and it's just a rundown for these drugs, too. It's mm-hmm. egregious for the situation. Um, and then, of course, we get our uh, Screamo theme song. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not the most shocking musical clue we're, cue we're going to get throughout this thing, um, honestly. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, so 
<laughs> so immediately then we cut to a crime scene where we have a, a woman's dead body uh, boob exposed. We got to see the boob. How else will we know that she's naked? Of course. <laughs> so, so too much. And we are introduced here to Dutch, who I do love. I mean, he's annoying, nerdy, but that scene where... did I was trying to remember, Sean. Did he strangle the cat in that episode, or did he almost strangle it and let it go? There was a stray he... cat... <laughs> Dutch he did has end up strangling he this did, cat. He did. He gets <laughs> fascinated by murder because he's like a murder detective, and yeah, that in one season, it comes to a comes to a cat, and it's <laughs> really awful. This cat he's been feeding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, he had like a he kind of a relationship cat. with this he cat. Did I remember the cat? It was white, I believe, and it, he was like looking at. It's just like. Uh, yeah it was it was really um kind of upsetting even then like i didn't have i didn't have relationships with cats at the time and even i was like oh oh like i was clutching my pearls you know (laughs) 17 years old 18 years old or whatever yeah it's a living thing and dutch we think is also one of the good guys we're like he's annoying Mm. but he does do things by the book why are they bullying him you know so we have this weird sympathy for dutch even though he's super problematic honestly um and we also uh we also meet claudette who's his partner dutch's partner and claudette is a character who walks a line she's a black cop she's you know middle-aged she is trying to uh, keep her status and do her work, but we'll see in this episode. She really articulates pretty well why she has to give in to certain things, and there's certain areas she cannot cross. So to mm. do to, in order to do police work, um, is anybody confused yet? You know. Um, <laughs> and then we also meet Danny, who uh, is this cop that you know Vic has clearly fucked one time it's it's barely clear um and they do it and later it was great, it was great. you can t- i mean <laughs> if i remember it's great again later um danny sort of has this like she's she's a woman in the forest she's like a beat cop who's trying to you know elevate and do her work and she also doesn't want any issues but the sexual tension is pretty palpable, actually. Um, Vic has sexual tension and power tension dynamic with almost everybody. You know, he's charged with almost everybody because he's sort of just mm-hmm. like this tightly wound um, guy that I read as, you know, being from Boston, like Michael Chiklis is definitely a very Massachusetts cut. And he's reading that way here. Like, did he move? That's what my question always was. Like, did Vic (laughs) move from Boston? (laughs) This is what I really wanted to know. And Sean Ryan, if you're listening, if you can weigh in at some point. From Sean to Sean. I would, that would put, you know, any lingering things from my youth to, to bed. Um, and apparently yours. This well. is the question that you want to ask about this show. <laughs> so many questions. Um, and, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but I, you know, Sean, Sean Ryan has not, I mean, what, what, what other show 
did he do that was big? That was really, because I try. I was trying to actually do this from memory because I was like, mm. I don't. He's not a name now, is what I'm saying. And so maybe yeah. there is part of it that he's a. In this man looks like a Vic Mackey rip off <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> yeah he did these these shows that didn't really go anywhere so mm-hmm. you know i'm not trying to call the guy out but there is something to say for like when a structure like this is easy and you can make this guy mm-hmm. like complicated and vilify but then when it's not fun anymore like get creative and go from a yeah. better place it's not sure. from a great place sometimes so anyway <laughs> It's actually really funny you mentioned that because I he has he actually has a new show that I think has uh, gained some popularity or has been popular on um, uh, I think it's Netflix. Um, what is it? The Night Agent. Well, my my partner Jess she was watching it. Um, I I think mainly because a lot of her her coworkers were also watching it, so to be a part of that you know that okay. water cooler that water the moment. cooler um, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's not. I didn't love it. You know, mm. a lot of the things that I think, it, it's almost like he took some of these uh, critiques that we're, you know, we're, we're discussing now. And uh, he, Sean Ryan, said, you know, what, I'm not going to do any of that anymore. Right. Which is, you know, which is right. a good thing. But I think he lost a lot of what the the qualities right. of it as well. And it just, it has a distinct, like, lack of flavor. Um Right. You know, it doesn't all have to be big flavor or right. no flavor. It, it, you know, there's got to be something. Well, I do think as we're going through this, it, that reminds me, you know, one thing about these shows that have like an anti-hero, um, the show sometimes has a responsibility to call out um, things directly when the character's being like that. But the, the, the geranium of the whole world is like that. So to create the idea of this place with this extreme racial tension and economic tension, I can understand why the show lets Vic just do that unchecked because that's Mm. what he's doing and that's part of the problem. But I don't think it's like, unless you're going to tell me that in the final episode, you know, somebody literally like cuts him limb from limb. I'm not sure that it's ever justified, you know, and he's just like, I'm sorry. I am genuinely sorry. (laughs) You know, the, it, it seems, it seems weighted for you to still think, Think Vic is so fucking cool and sexy. Mm-hmm. So especially yeah. if he's your type, you know, <laughs> it's a little hard to get over. But um, so anyway, back to our story. Um, so Vic, yes, he he's very powerful, and everybody kind of has some sort of magnetic thing with him. Vic is called into Aceveda's office because he's be- been accused of excessive force, which is the fourth time since Aceveda's been there. I mean, he's not, he did not clean up his act for a new captain. Literally could not give two shits. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm, you could buy me lunch. Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> so This force is really excessive. It's four times. I mean, That's the, excessive. And also, like, that we know his what his excessive force is. So we know that each one of these instances, this is the only times that somebody brought it against him. 
And with the way that he works in this neighborhood, I'm sh- it's got to be like, you know, for every cockroach you see, there's a million. You know, that's definitely <laughs> this scenario. So we find out also here that um, the nerdy cop Dutch is into Danny. This was a plot line I totally forgot about. The Dutch is trying to ask Danny out and mm. she's... Not interested in this episode, for sure. I think she does kind of warm to it at one point. Maybe they have a little... Or something like that, but I'm not They were sure. really close. <laughs> it was a moment wrought with tension. They were super close, and then she <laughs> looked at his face. So he tries to ask her out. I mean, he, he does try. Um, but Vic, like, comes in, and Shane and, and Vic are doing this, like, really... Like, are they 14 years old? They're, like, humping the air. It's just <laughs> d- <laughs> dumb, dumb stuff, but it works, you know, because... This is a high school dynamic that they have with Dutch. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we see, we have confirmation that Vic and, and Danny have that. That Pound Town history they visited before. <laughs> so <laughs> we also, you know, get the general feeling, only a short time into being at this precinct, that drug addicts and... Uh, uh, like sex workers who will be rampantly called prostitutes in this um, are already half guilty in the eyes of the department and because there's such an onslaught of criminal activity the only way that they can operate really is to work with them etc you know to Mm -hmm. try to use them to get bigger fish so there's also um, one member of this strike team that we get introduced to here. I remember this part I remembered clear as day. Almost everything about this man. I don't know where this guy is from, but like he was on TV when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, just like this like porcelain white boy who you're like, what's going <laughs> on? Like, <laughs> and if you had he... to draw a white person from memory. <laughs> It would be literally this man. (laughs) And um, he's revealed very quickly to be informing Aceveda of the strike team's possibly illegal um, activity. And he sees like a little, he sees like them like interacting with somebody. He's like, ah, yeah, it's time to have a meeting with Aceveda. (laughs) (laughs) You have nothing to tell him. He's just going to bully you. And honestly, here, uh, we'll assume that people watched the pilot. I encourage you to go on Hulu, watch that pilot, give it a view before this. But he does a little foreshadowing here. He says, hey, I'm giving up my life to be an informant for you. And what does he want, Sean? Any city, any city in the United States of America. Which one are you picking, Sean? Any city. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going with Honolulu. Okay. Department of Justice in Honolulu. Every day's vacation. Magnum Pi. Uh, yeah, no, that sounds that sounds pretty good. We can be we can be buddy cops in <laughs> we'll Honolulu. Be, we'll be partners <laughs> for for the force in Hawaii. While this man wants to be in Washington D.C., he wants. <laughs> Why? Once moving expenses, Washington, D.C., and a fruit basket. Okay. Um, this strikes me as a guy who had visited D.C. on a class trip, maybe. Yeah. 
and yeah. thought the the Lincoln Memorial was super cool. I gotta get back uh, to that monument. <laughs> you know the the the, the tint the, the filter with which he remembers DC is much different, I think, than the uh, the place. This is that the saddest is decision existing. I've ever seen. Bad. So. <laughs> So anyway, they have that conversation. And it's like, and Acevedo is like really putting the screws to him. He's like, "Keep going, you know. We were gonna get you that. Want to live in DC?" You know, he's dangling that. So, so then we have uh, Claudette, um, who, who needs help finding her murder suspect because there's also a missing girl involved. So that. The person who uh, who killed that woman, um, there was supposed to be a little girl in that apartment too. So that it's like, shit gets heightened. They're like, shit, we have a missing girl. That's that's serious. That out of all the crime here, that is serious. And uh, she gets intel from Vic uh, because he knows all the crack houses that the uh, his informant is there, but the the um, dad of this little girl is also going to be there. And we also kind of see here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we see a little bit of Vic's soft spot. We see a lot more of it through the series because Vic has children. Um, mm. And correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, but his daughter's name is really what he... Didn't he use his real daughter's name? Isn't his daughter's he, name really... <laughs> I think whatever? so. Yeah. <laughs> and what, one, like... one of his children is, is played by, I think, his oldest his daughter. His daughter, yes! Um, <laughs> August, it's pretty autumn, evident in autumn her chickless. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great, Autumn. Now go into the murder chamber. He's got you locked up for thirty days. So <laughs> she was six. So so <laughs> he's like, okay, uh, nobody go go there though. Uh, I'll go get him myself. Of course, he doesn't want the uh, chain of command to be broken down. So he gets in there. When he gets in there too, he's like. Ah, damn it, informant, you have kids in here, too. Like, keep, right. keep it clean. <laughs> For Christ's sake. <laughs> and then he goes over to the couch, and he's like, which one is it? Is it this guy? <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, yeah. And he just drags that guy out of there. So that guy gets brought in. And of course, uh, my uh, my boyfriend was saying, they really let the at like guest star criminal guys like make a meal out of anything they truly do and he's like i sold my daughter for two hundred dollars and then he says why nobody stop me so that i mean that there that might be one of the more pro-cop moments um in the show because it's really like okay what that seems to be a voice of the show Mm -hmm speaking and saying like we need these things to stop you right know, these pillars this criminal are, will be will be the only thing that holds up the rest of society yeah can you think of anything uglier than blue pillars <laughs> seriously <laughs> who did this decor it's the thin so... blue pillar is what it is it's a very, <laughs> it's, got a very it's so thin it doesn't hold grasp. shit up yeah <laughs> straw pillar yeah totally totally so but they are able he does give them uh some intel enough to pick up the buyer who's the creepiest doctor in the world 
Oh, this guy is so gross. Um, in in the middle of this is the ding dong thing with Dutch, which I just want to mention. It's just kind of funny that he's just looking. He's. This is also one of the gay moments to me. Somebody walking around the precinct looking for their ding dongs. <laughs> But I don't think it's intentional from Sean Ryan, though. But <laughs> but um, <laughs> then also we get uh, a a troublesome moment. So me and my boyfriend sitting there, two two gabies just sitting there. We didn't expect this, but um, and I've seen this before. But Dutch brings this uh, this guy in who bought the girl, whatever. Oh, this is before the doctor said. This is the perp who got who bought him before the doctor uh, so this guy is in there yeah this is the guy that's blonde and was taking care of his mother. right the, the middle guy in this transaction middle yeah. guy i forgot there <laughs> that's 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 the problem with human trafficking once you go from one buyer to the next it's all way too like, many ah. people involved but <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> oh, inefficiency that's the problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god oh god okay uh so Dutch is like, you think gay people are twisted to this guy? And he's like, you know, it's possible that it's genetic. Maybe it's a gene for people to be pedophiles, like low key, just spitballing. Okay, I'm going to go check on your mom. And the hook, line, and sinker, this perp is like, I've just been waiting for someone to talk to. Right. <laughs> literally cracks pretty easily and also dutch i mean he's known as being this is his thing he cracks these pedophiles he cracks these murderers when they're psychologically twisted as opposed to the violence of vic so uh also meanwhile in this section of the episode vic and shane go to address the complaint lodger, mm. the excessive force complaint lodger. We don't even see this. I assume they beat the shit out of him, but they might have just threatened him because they just say, hey, where's your lawyer now? Right. We know where you are, <laughs> you know? You're just trying we to fix his maybe car. Wanna have... let, like, let, me, yeah, let me change my oil or whatever he was doing. <laughs> And he was probably just trying to tell the truth or protect his family, you know, with whatever he was doing before. I doubt this person actually committed any crimes. But he, you know, he's just threatened and Aceveda's like, what did you do, basically? And Vic comes back at him with some pretty overt racism. Mm -hmm. He is, he is, you know, using like Spanglish in this way that's just so clearly not like people are enjoying it. It's super gross. Like, <laughs> and can, can I also say that in rewatching this and occasionally I'll actually rewatch um, some of my favorite episodes from um, sure. just as, you know, writing inspo and uh, just, you know, I enjoy it still. Um, this watching this as a young person. Uh, yeah. Had severely misinformed the way that I thought you yeah. could talk up to uh, people that you work with and th- your superiors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, the, this guy is that talking to his your... boss so crazy. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> 
one after the other job, you know, you were going through. Why is everyone for for verbal misconduct? <laughs> and this, I mean, this actually, uh, it was something I was thinking about as I rewatched it. Um, there, I'm obviously in, the, in these pilot episodes. It's kind of a the characters that are presented and the 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 environments and locales they're like the supra versions of whatever is going to uh take place and you know the 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 tapestry that we're working with go forward it's a little bit more nuanced and this is definitely that i mean vic has some line uh in the scene that you're describing where he's talking to captain aceveda a hispanic man where he says something along the lines of like, I don't have to listen to you, not today, not tomorrow, not even on Cinco de Mayo. And it's just, it, oh it's not God. even it's like, there's no, there's no tax. In front of everyone. Yeah, in front of everybody. Yeah. And it's not even, it's not even a very yeah. funny line. Like it's not a clever line. It's just no. like, let's make this guy vaguely, not even vaguely, just a bit racist. Yeah, like, is it like, is it like Vic basically saying, like, I don't care if my racism's even clever. Right. I am just going to. <laughs> and you don't have to, like, it's not a rule that you Unslot. have to listen to Mexican people on Cinco de Mayo. Like, it's, <laughs> that's not the law. Like, what? <laughs> Hear them out. <laughs> no, you have to check your calendar, buddy. It's it. <laughs> listen up yeah it's it's a very you're right it's 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 sloppy in a way that also infers that Vic just doesn't get the nuance of the city that he is tasked with protecting and serving you know this person was elected they they call they call him a uh, percentage a quota hiring or something like that but but he, the other side of that is when we have progress, it's more representation of what the actual community looks like. So just the idea that he's mad about that when he knows very well that the people he's interacting with in this community look more like his captain than him. Right. So it's just it's a little bit Maybe wild. he's just ignorant. There wasn't a huge, I don't know how big the Hispanic population, like, you know, where did we determine, like Newton? Massachusetts, like where, where right, wherever right. we determined he's from. <laughs> he's I mean, he's giving me, he's giving me pretends to be from Southie, but is outside the city lines. Mm, got like, it. He's, <laughs> he's very angry. I'll go to Los Angeles where nobody <laughs> knows about that. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Like this is uh, more than problematic. And uh, Vic next goes to uh, see his sex worker informant. I forget. I didn't look. I don't think they dropped her name in this one, but she's a character. Mm -hmm. She's a character that comes up multiple times. And I think he has sex with and like a relationship a little like a like a heat with. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely something. I don't know if they ever, you know, <laughs> there's a seal fuck. It. There's a is there? fuck. I think I'm 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 picturing it. I don't think this was with Danny. There was one time he fucked this woman, I think, and he was sitting on like a bench or something, and she was. Oh, well, that I don't know. I got it. It's a total rewatch. <laughs> it's 
so clear in my mind, but I was trying to, I was like, is that Danny in my mind? And it was that more classy. <laughs> like I just couldn't even remember, but Vic, I'm pretty sure did this a few times. So that's why I am confused. Um, but he does have like these sort of, not only like intimate relationships, let's just say intimate, but um, he also like pays off, it's like pays off a drug dealer and then gives her the drugs. Mm. He holds the drugs hostage from the drugs she was just about to buy, essentially. Um, right? I think He's so, like, yeah. Mm. He was like, hey, drug dealer, <laughs> give, he, me this, give, give me your yeah. what you're holding. He's like, oh, man. And then get lost. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the joy of selling is why I'm here. <laughs> I do it for the so- love of the game, man. <laughs> Don't put bench me, coach. <laughs> so see, he then is like, uh, yeah, br- like bribing her, but also sort of get, just telling her to go home and see her son, mm. to which I said out loud, you know, take a nap and <laughs> clean up yeah. a little before yeah. you <laughs> go to the, your son right away. He hasn't seen you in three weeks. Just wake him up from his yeah. sleep at 2 a.m. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So that's a little weird. But um, Dutch, <laughs> Dutch back uh, in the interrogation room is now like fully like cosplaying pedophile too. This is happening in the background. All of this is a procedural and they do a pretty good job of having like one or two connected cases. Um, And this one is definitely supposed to show the dynamic that we're building towards this one style being successful and this other style being successful. I'm going to guess, you know, you can guess which one at this point will win, but uh, that is pretty obvious Mm -hmm. from who's the star of the show. Um, uh, CCH, I kept writing her name as CCH. Claudette is uh, talking to Aceveda about uh, standing down on the Vic pursuit of these like, you know, bad policing too. She's actively saying this. And this is the point at which she says, you know, I don't judge, I don't judge other cops. W- what more a blanket statement could she have said? Literally anything that he does, she sees him do things and she has the same look on her face. Just like, I'm not gonna emote. And you Vic does not pick on Claudette mm-hmm. the way that he picks on other people. Right. So definitely it's working. Um, so that's sort of a thing where it's like, okay, like you have this, you have this, you know, POC cop in the force mm-hmm. and sh- th- there's the power dynamic is delicate. The system yes. is so flawed that it is just a house of straws. Um, another POC cop that we're seeing in the background, we don't get to know him till later, but I do want to mention him, mm. um, is Julian. Yes. Julian is a rookie cop who's Danny's partner. And we don't hear about it at all in this episode, but of course you and I know, Sean, that Julian is gay and also went through conversion therapy and is like super Christian and married a woman. It's such a difficult storyline <laughs> to process for being the gay storyline. <laughs> yeah, there's uh I mean, I, I don't know and this will be this will have to be something that I, I try to pay more active attention to if and when I do a rewatch because it's an it's inevitability. Um Yeah. How much like how well or how delicately or how nuanced it ends up being handled. 
the performance is great and to be fair i'm sure like it, it it's hard to have to incorporate a more sensitive uh story or uh, a storyline that's a little bit more requiring of uh sure. critical thinking um sure. when you know you're kind of and maybe we'll talk about this in a little bit trying to market a show that is at once this sort of you know cops and robbers cops who are robbers like bang bang shoot them right. up stuff that has maybe something to say so there you know mm -hmm. it, it's it's hard to find i guess the room um to, to have that intellectual yeah. like discussion but um right anyway yes he <laughs> i agree with you yeah <laughs> i think it is something that's um uh, i always notice in sense eight um, with the cop character, uh, that character is like the boring white man, a uh, member of the of Sense8. Mm. And eventually, you know, his cop skills are just very useful, but they never really go back into the system and be like, but wait, the cops were not able to help them with any of this stuff. It was a completely, like, useless thing. <laughs> so I just, I'm almost like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, it definitely... Uh, whatever cop shows are coming out now, I'm sure that those rooms, um, while they have a lot of pushback probably from people of marginalized communities, I'm sure there's also like a really deep rooted exec level fault mm. um, because the general American public is pretty split. So there's definitely some execs who are wanting to appease the cop pro-cop people yes. or people that really feel protected, feel like crime is inevitable and not the result of bread not being affordable, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like <laughs> just those things, but yeah. Um, but so this is, this is definitely a, a, a storyline that I will not probably not revisit with Julian. You know, I don't, don't need to rewatch it, but um, just to mention it and just to say, like, this is actually a, a pretty great performance for what it is, mm. but the limitations um, that they have on the storyline because of where it needs to exist and who needs to react to it. I mean, make the shield in 2023 and make one of Vic's kid's transgender, he'll, his head will explode in the pilot <laughs> and the show's done, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? So... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, and we also, we meet, um, we meet Corinne, Vic's wife, also very, very briefly in this pilot. We do not see her that much, but she is a huge part of the show. Um, she slowly understands what Vic is doing mm. within the police force. My favorite scene with her is the one with Forrest would, would occur yes. offering the gum. He does this test with her to like break her to accept gum. And then he has her <laughs> knows that she'll crack. It's so funny. <laughs> you remembered it. I do. <laughs> so <laughs> famous, famous. I've scene. never eaten gum since. <laughs> I've never taken a stick of gum offered to me since. There's, uh, you know, uh, also a big bust that's coming up. And they are talking about it at this barbecue that we're at where we see, like, the kids. We see the wife. You know, we see that Vic has this suburban life. Mm. And it's just very sunshine. Um, and Terry does come to this BBQ. And they 
they have this conversation where he's just like, I want to do more. And Vic indicates that he knows what he's talking about. So Terry's been the driver and it's, he's going to, he's going to go inside this time. Yeah. (laughs) So never go inside, never second location. (laughs) So (laughs) they also bring that doctor they mentioned. So now they're on the final perp. They're on the perp that they think really has the girl this time. And it's this doctor who keeps being like, I want my lawyer. Charge me. I want my lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) The grossest man. If this was my doctor, I'd just get the skis. There's no way. Every time. There's There's no way. I never go back. Dr. Kevorkian. Who's seeing this man? What is he a doctor doctor. of? Yeah. (laughs) HRT. Oh, shit. So they (laughs) they bring this doctor in and Dutch and uh, Claudette they they have conflicting plans anyway the, about how to get this guy to crack before the time elapses they can't hold him anymore mm. and then in in what is the funniest moment of the episode Aceveda pushes a chair i will push this chair anywhere <laughs> i like if you make me this angry and he sends in vic so that he says you know what we don't have time to waste and Vic predictably like just goes at him so fucking hard mm. he he pushes him in the chest that's right in a way that like yeah it's like what what do you even break there <laughs> like your body the doctor will know but he he gets the info Vic gets the info I mean that's where that's where the show does the real disservice. We're we as a viewer uh, are rooting for the little girl to be found. Right. You know yes. how are we not? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you're like, yes, of course I was the whole time. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we don't want a three episode arc. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be bad drama. So <laughs> so it gets the intel though, and it does. It makes the viewer go, what else in this environment? would be possible you know he had to how else could you break this guy um so they go off and they do rescue jenny they like they open up the door and like at first it's like men's voices i'm like send in the fucking woman don't yeah, don't send her right. man <laughs> jesus christ she looks bad but it's very it's a joyous moment. You're like, thank God. Terrible things happened to her, probably decades of therapy, but hopefully she'll recover yes. and not be a terrible person. Disaster like, see a doctor for the next dad. 20 years. She'll, she should be just fine with that. Not that yeah, doctor. Not that, not yeah, that doctor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. doctor. A, <laughs> a, just another strange doctor, and I'm sure she'll be just yeah. fine. She'll be right as rain. So <laughs> Vic and Dutch are also just like being petty little bitches at the end of the episode here. And like Vic puts shit in Dutch's work drawer and Aceveda's just like up on the upper like landing, like looking down and being like, I'm not going to step in <laughs> at all. Oh, cops. Because he does, yeah. because, because like, it, it, but you can understand it even, like, you, you sympathize because you're like, 
Well, of course, because if you go after Vic, he's just going to say it's not Cinco de Mayo again (laughs) to you. You know, like that's what he got last time. So you can understand it. And he got what he wanted, which was the the, um, perpetrator cop. Mm -hmm. So he's in this place of being like, okay, I guess if that's the thing, then I'll just let them do whatever, which I don't know. For now. For now. For now. So now we get uh, we get this bust that we've been building up to for the strike team. And of course, this is the musical cue that I referenced before. We've got anti-Bud Light trans campaign Dylan Mulvaney, like, take a gun and shoot down Jack of all trades. Cans, man. <laughs> Kid Rock. And we have a song that's been in my head lately, since the viewing, Bawitaba. Mm. I'm not gonna sing it or play it to save our listeners. Don't need no to, need. but this was a hit. So Danny also goes on this date that she referenced, and we do see that she's like going back and forth with bringing her gun, and then she opens the door and sees it's kind of a nerdy, maybe part sleaze guy, yeah. and she's like, oh. Let me just go grab my handgun because I want to be ready to murder (laughs) you. I have to be ready to, as a cop, uh, even in my off time, I have to be ready to shoot you with impunity. Uh. I mean, doesn't this count as (laughs) pre-thought? I'm no no lawyer, but I've been around it enough to say that she's really, if she's more than like going for self-defense she's like it's it's extra and i think it infers that if you carry a gun and if you as a country even have guns in your life vernacular etc then yeah like guns are a thing date whoever you want just carry a gun just kill them (laughs) like if if that if i get a feeling from somebody like that i'm having conversation with i like excusing myself pretty quickly, you know. I did. I've never carried a gun, but I wouldn't pop a gun in my pack. <laughs> I'm all set. Might change my life tonight. You never know. So, <laughs> so then, um, this is the big scene at the end. Vic goes very succinctly. This is a no knock. They just break in. Uh, we've got. We've got the guy flushing stuff down the toilet. They go in and waste him. I mean, this is not... This is just Judge Dredd. They go in. We knew you were guilty. Bang, bang, bang. Guns a-blazing. And then they... they Guns a-blazing. And then they kill Terry. It's about power. This is a great lead into this the discussion because I think Vic, symbolically in all iterations, whether it be his success on the police force, his sexual appeal, I would say, um, or his his money grabbing, mm. um, accruing of money. Um, you know, that pool wasn't paid for legit. Paid for in cash. Right, exactly. And I have cash. <laughs> um, so, you know, all of that, I think, um, it's a power... It, his his want is power, um, and it. I don't imagine this person to be someone who grew up and idealized cops for 
making less crime, mm. for making people happier and making the world a better place. This is definitely someone who saw that's the guy that gets to carry the gun and now he's in charge. Yeah. So, and I think that it, when that thought creates police officers, it's really bad. Certainly. That's pretty much what we have now. Mm-hmm. So that's like my <laughs> my first reaction. Um, and I also want to say too that just to, because you know this is such a gay show, um, I think even in his sexual dynamics, the way he approaches uh, Danny, because he's not poly, he's not in a poly relationship with his wife. He's mm. in a monogamous relationship with his wife where he cheats on her rampantly mm. and um, it drives her crazy um, throughout the series until she kind of like breaks, which is really sad. But the thing is, is that he gets off on that power. Yes. And with, with that, all that consent... There just isn't that power dynamic anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think just as a blanket statement, you know, Vic is a great symbol, honestly, yeah. of what cops really are. I do think the show dangerously glorifies him. But if we can watch it with our 2023 looking to the future spectacles on maybe we can analyze a little bit more and see like this is not this way forward will only bring like accentuate more of the problems that we have absolutely um it does i mean it it it's perfectly emblematic of and i think that's actually also part of uh what it uh what went into my uh nostalgia score is it's like it's hard to be nostalgic mm. for this thing that's still like all these things are very still present and it's for its time was kind of a prescient show that this is the right these are the realities that we face still mm. um and in terms of policing got <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and the, i think the more problematic moments tend to glorify um those things mm-hmm. um right and it can be challenging to watch and even worse like know that this is uh based on real things like the uh, the show is originally based on uh, a scandal that the uh uh rampart division of the lapd actually faced you see in these structures uh, now now i'm gonna get really canceled i love it cancel me um police military the church um it's typically white men Mm -hmm. getting power and once you have power over people like a couple things happen you don't want to give up power and also like warps your brain warps your actual humanity Mm -hmm. so it's really hard to get those people back you know there's like just lost causes um in our political and social you know atmosphere basically people (laughs) just like jk rowling no don't rehabilitate just fly to mars with your money right um we'd rather that you know how hard is it to blow up mars there's a guy Um, that has a lot that shares and holds a lot of these beliefs who's actively (laughs) trying to build a rocket and all all, you can go you go for it (laughs) you can go right you can go (laughs) tell us tell us what it's like um but but yeah i think uh that this 
this show is fictionalized, but it's uh, it, it has a lot of truth to it, truth that was going on at the time, but what wasn't going on at the time was the level of analysis. So we can yes. appreciate, we can appreciate, you know, that, and, and also, like, it, just think back, Sean, to, like, these political, like, elections that we've been through in just our adult time, mm-hmm. the amount of, you know, n- Republican winning elections that didn't win the popular vote. Right. This sort of like the system has been breaking down before our eyes, you know, since we became adults yeah. in a in a very like marked way, and that was around um, the time that this show came out. Mm-hmm. So, not I'm not giving the show credit for, <laughs> for for helping with that, but I'm just saying, you know, there's just there's some there's th- there's cracks. Um, there's cracks in in what we see, and I think even then we probably we're 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 both pretty smart. We're both okay, got it okay. I'm not accused you know, of that probably very often, watch- but I guess, I'll take your point. <laughs> yeah, you're you're very sharp, and I think probably even if, even when we're not prepared to see something like that because we don't have all the information, we don't have we our minds aren't broken of it enough to understand. I think we do appreciate it i even even in the nostalgia scan me knowing i was like i saw it a long time ago but i have a feeling that that's not going to sit well again so (laughs) so i think i think we i think there is validity do i think the shield needs like somebody to like binge it for the first time on hulu like i don't know who Mm. i would recommend that to right you know what one of my gay friends would be like you know this gonna be so good it, it, it really is like it's a it's kind of a it's it's a really interesting proposition to try and recommend the show and mm-hmm. for all of its uh faults especially earlier on i feel like as the show went on there it becomes a little bit more uh a little less ham-fisted and a little mm. bit more uh careful and nuanced in how they navigate some maybe some of the more difficult topics and with a yeah. lot of the bombastic and sensational, like, you know, knock them up things, right. not knock them up. I right. mean, maybe there's some people get knocked up in there. There's Sometimes. a lot of stuff that happens. Um, <laughs> knock down, drag. There's a new baby at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, so there's a little bit of <laughs> Uh, yeah but it does get more nuanced and maybe that is because you have the Forest Whitakers and Glenn Closes mm-hmm. coming in. Yeah, and it's... It, uh, yeah, it, it attracted some talent. And for, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, I was going to say that, you know, for, um, you know, it, it, it's hard to recommend this show um, and or mm-hmm. rather harder to find somebody to recommend it to, at least in, right. you know, in my circle. I'm sure I could find a variety of people on the Internet that would appreciate uh, right. a lot of the, <laughs> what the show Don't has to Don't go to, to those websites. <laughs> <laughs> But even so, it's it's kind of funny in that it I consider it to be one of the forebears of kind of the modern uh, antihero driven uh, like television show. Um, you know, mm. I think I think The Sopranos, which I think was like ninety nine, I think that gives birth to characters like Vic Mackey and mm, kind of yeah. difficult men. Um, but I I also think this show kind of opened the door to uh, the Walter Whites and sort of, I mean, to a lesser extent, yeah. like maybe the Don Drapers and any of these like really kind of challenging, uh, morally gray or morally ambiguous 
people that we now kind of just get behind and are like, wow, I can't wait to see what, what they do next. What horrible act will they commit on right. the next episode? Whatever yeah. it is, I'm here for it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I love how I love the description. Morally ambiguous when, like, it's like, yeah, they murder. Yeah, they like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they love their wife. They love their kid. Like, <laughs> not even the wife so much, really. <laughs> no, usually not the wife. Hmm. But she, she's like, Walt, is that you? <laughs> that's that's, a, that's actually a really funny call out. Um, the the yeah. morally ambiguous piece because I think that's how it's Ooh. that's how it's framed and that's how it's presented. Yes. And it also, I mean, with Chickless and Cranston and um, John Hamm, uh, I think a lot of the appeal, and you know, John Hamm maybe did a little less you know, heinous, <laughs> participated in less heinous yeah. things in his show. Sure, but it kind of speaks to just like the charisma and the command mm -hmm. of the screen that you know those performers had, these actors, and yeah, with that you can make these suddenly like monstrous human beings this sort of draw and uh right. you know and specifically to this show that we're referring to or we, we're talking about now with Vic Mackey like by the end of it uh it's unspeakable acts have been yeah. committed and uh yeah my butt yeah. was still in the covering chair bad acts with worse. Wednesday or Tuesday or whenever it was yeah. Um, yeah covering bad acts with worse certainly yeah yeah he does that every that's almost how the seasons elevate mm -hmm. because the seasons usually culminate in like oh shit we were really trying to pull this thing off and it didn't work so a couple people will have to die yeah. but you <laughs> yeah. know we'll make it to our kids baseball game on time mm -hmm. um yeah it's uh i i would say um also uh the, the stuff that this show does is similar for like anti you know anti-good I'll just say anti-human rights mm. it's similarly highlighting um highlighting intersectionality with those things in a way that we do in a positive way mm. like we're all about showing how the how we're stronger together but i think this show actually does a really good job of showing how when all of those things exist in the same environment it can just sink a whole community yeah <laughs> you know so that's what i kept thinking about because i was like well what is vic's stance mm -hmm. does vic actually think you know that one race is better than the other I don't think so. Right. I think Vic just thinks Vic is the best and Vic is good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so he's super self-centered and that's sort of at the root of, you know, just uh, being kind to other people, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like the basic tenements of bettering society do not ha exist with somebody like Vic and they certainly don't exist when you give him a gun. Right. Yeah. You know, so, and power. Um, I do also want to say, um, what if Vic was gay? <laughs> like if this character had been gay, he would have been similar, mm -hmm. you know, he would have done similar things. Maybe he would have, done power plays with women in similar ways still. Mm -hmm. 
but he definitely he's a he's a narcissist he does like sex yes. he likes uh physically feeling good mm-hmm. so if that's what he made him physically feel good i it would be iconic because <laughs> 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 like, a gay person too might fuck it up from the inside you know, mm-hmm. it could, could 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 fuck up the police force a little bit more from the inside. Sure. Eventually, <laughs> the show could have gone a different place. Oh yeah, you know, but but to reveal more, you know, of why this motivation. But um, but I kept thinking, like, you know, there's the opportunity. Like, <laughs> we have an opportunity. That's a really interesting thought for an exercise. iconic. <laughs> I honestly, and it is kind of uh, tangentially involved in our game. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought I was wondering, <laughs> <laughs> what is our game going to be? Um, and one more thing I want to just say uh, about like the show in general is um, that yeah, it is not a very gay show. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, this is in a time when a few years later you would get like on a show on a network like this on a show like this you would get a more like nuanced storyline maybe played by a gay actor Mm -hmm. it was only a few years later that um orange is the new black came out and it's like it's like less than a decade so uh, even up to the end of the show so the end of the show there's not like an onslaught of gay characters either Mm -hmm. spoiler alert (laughs) but it's just (laughs) it's but the idea, though, that, like, you know, it had um, an opportunity with Julian mm-hmm. and it takes a certain uh, takes a certain road to stay within certain parameters, not having to go too deep. Yeah. I just I don't even know the sexuality of that person who played Julian, but he's not somebody who's been in community that I've seen mm-hmm. ever again. <laughs> I'm going to assume that that's a straight actor playing a gay role. <laughs> if, uh, after this, if you're, uh, you won't expect where his story goes. Um, but after mm-hmm. we record, uh, I would, <laughs> okay. well, not recommend, but if you're curious to see where his tale, uh, leads you and where it led him, uh, I'd look at, I'd look it up. Is that tail like a double entendre? Uh, n- <laughs> not not exactly, but uh, oh, it, God. I mean, it's not a it is that. <laughs> it's accidental. It's it's not not one. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, fascinating. Did you have any anything else you wanted to talk about, Sean, before we move on? E- <laughs> yes. I mean, for all the what? reasons that we we've discussed, it's uh, it can be a watch. <laughs> I, what I appreciate most about it is um, kind of the, uh, I guess the, the trailblazing aspect of it because it did open the doors for some um, uh, much more uh, successful, uh, commercially successful shows um, mm-hmm. to make their way into the you know the national audience. Um, you know, FX yeah. at the time. I remember you know, being a kind of a teenage boy and watching FX. And before uh, the Shield had premiered, it was this fledgling network that just had like Fox show reruns and a show called <laughs> yeah. uh, like a, a very lewd sort of crude sitcom about uh, a group of lifeguards called Son of the Beach. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Um, 
I remember that show very vividly and thinking even with you know, my 16, 17 year old smooth brain that I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> this is absolutely terrible. Yeah, it was very smooth brain. And, uh, it's like a football. Yeah. <laughs> it's little ridges like oh a. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> perforations on a basketball or a football. Um, but the, the, you know, the show kind of, it, it changed uh, the landscape. I think of uh, yeah. how stories are told, and uh, you know, if anybody is curious enough to watch more of it, um, what I appreciate at least about the pilot specifically is there is this concept of like original sin that Ooh, yeah. carries through the rest of the series, and you know, not to not to spoil it for anybody, but through through the end, there's a through line. Um, yeah. Which I, you know, I find I don't love pilots very much. I find that mm. after going and watching several seasons of a show and then looking back on a yeah. pilot, it, you know, sometimes entire you know, storyline characters are completely just vanished uh, because That's they totally, you know, yeah. were determined it didn't work by somebody sitting in an office or, you know, whatever. Totally. Um, Mindy Project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is kind of nice it was really cool to see that there was a, a through line and yeah. the, like there's thematically it stayed pretty true. It just got a little bit, it, it evolved. There was an evolution. Um, so that I think is what I appreciated about the pilot. Um, yeah. And one last thing about Vic's house, cause you did mention it. <gasps> yeah. Um, clearly he like has amassed some kind of wealth uh, more sure. than any like, you know, LAPD cop should have whatever that looks like or whatever that actually is yeah. but he's got like a right. boat you see a boat in the driveway and there's a pool and he's got a bar he's got a barbecue pit and there's many pieces of meat so he's got he's got some money you know he's, he's barbecuing some you know prime oh yeah <laughs> prime meat. oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just another cop who patrols LA uh, like Los Angeles yeah. communities, but lives in like Pacoima or like Tarzana somewhere. Like this house does not totally. exist anywhere in <laughs> in Los Angeles. He's not in Larchmont, you know, having the boys, <laughs> his buddies over for, you know, some brews and barbecue. Right. It's a normal ass house, but yeah. it's not, it, it's nice, but it's super suburban. It feels like Long Island. Yes. You know, yeah, when we yeah. see it, it feels like rescue me, Long Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, he's just another one another of these that drive problem. an hour to work just so they can hit people yeah. over the head in communities that they don't actually are a part of, you know? <laughs> right, because they're staying late on the clock. They're staying up till 1 a.m. so they can go down to the basketball court and <laughs> steal the truck dealer's drugs exactly. or whatever. So, do. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, I, why didn't I join the force? <laughs> so many reasons. Oh my god! All right, well, Sean, it's game time. Uh, yeah, we're premiering a new game today. It's called The Shield, but make it gay. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. <laughs> I'm gonna be right here with you. I'm gonna help you do these. Do not be afraid. Okay. But I was pretty struck by some of the episode descriptions. <laughs> so. <laughs> What I would love to do is I'll read an episode description and then let's just figure out how we can really make it gay. Now, I know you're a 
largely a straight, but you've been around me long enough that you know. <laughs> you know how to do this. So uh, this first episode is called Bottom Bitch. It's already doing the work for you. So <laughs> the episode description is a hooker wants Vic to punish her former pimp. Dutch arrests a sex offender in an elderly woman's what a ride. Let's change some things about this to make <laughs> us gag. <laughs> Honestly. You just have to change a few things. I would, I think I know what I would change. <laughs> Big. I think I know. I think I actually remember the episode. Believe it or not, it's a, it's kind of a rough watch. Uh, <laughs> a hooker wants Vic to punish her former pimp. Dutch arrests a sex offender in an elderly woman. <laughs> I mean, it's the great show. Everyone should go out and watch. Streaming <laughs> 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 on Hulu. Um. <laughs> Think about changing downs. Yeah. <laughs> we tested this. <laughs> Are you gonna have to? You're gonna have to give me a, a warm up. Here we go. What, what was your idea? This is my. This is gonna A hooker. That's fine. We're all hookers. Oh. A hooker wants Vic to punish her former drag mother. Dutch arrests a sex <laughs> offender at an elderly woman's coming out party. Yeah. It, it's easy. <laughs> hey, I've been making people okay. Okay. and places gay for 20 some odd years. 37 now. <laughs> All right, let's do the next one. I'll drop it in. This this one this one is my favorite description. It's wild, and I hope you remember the episode. It's like, what is this about? Okay, it's called Possible Kill Screen. Mara breaks her collarbone and accidentally shoots and kills an innocent person when Shane's plan get to get more money goes sideways. Meanwhile, Vic contemplates leaving Ronnie out to dry and taking a deal with the feds with <laughs> Okay. Loaded. <laughs> Mark breaks your collarbone. Uh, let me tackle this first part. Yeah. Second. Uh, meanwhile, Vic contemplates leaving Ronnie yeah. and moving to Palm Springs without him. Exactly. Now, I feel like the collarbone break, I mean, what gay activity? That that happens every Friday, you know? <laughs> <laughs> A gay breaks and accidentally shoots and kills an innocent person. Yeah. Doing a death drop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you are anything like I am as a middle 30s person, a death drop. That'll break every bone. <laughs> That'll just the color. Yeah. Back. Just getting out of bed this morning. Tail. <laughs> um, 
all the other bones we'll have to ask that doctor the kitty the, the kitty rapist doctor I my all the other bones <laughs> <laughs> all right sean you're getting the hang of it you're getting better let's do another one we've only got two more don't worry the pain will subside all right this episode is called insurgents a raid on a church being used as a drug drop places Monica in hot water with the community at her own cops. Uh, now, it would be fun because they've mentioned church to bring in the recently disinvited to the Dodgers Pride Night, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a community of drag queens who literally has been helping people for decades. <laughs> that sounds like Just that. talking about the church. <laughs> you could go another way. <laughs> yeah, church is definitely the, uh, that's the highlight of this one. I'm trying to work <laughs> my way around. Although hot water and community, there's something there. Hot water is game, right, Anna? Gets in hot water <laughs> with her own community and steeps that tea. <laughs> yes, yes. There we go. We got around to it. <laughs> yeah, like a raid on a a raid on a um, what's that like unit is unitarian? What's the one that accepts any of us? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I haven't found it. <laughs> You're right. You're right. A raid, a, a totally justified raid on an evil church that's being used as a drug drop for the gay community. Oh. Lands Monica in hot water. <laughs> then she steeps the tea. She steeps the That's the tea. Oh my god. I'm going to do one more. And this one I think just sounds so funny because I don't understand what. I don't understand, but episode partners gay. An amputated arm <laughs> sends Dutch in search of a sadomasochistic killer. <laughs> Vic sets out to help his old mentor on the force get revenge against the thug whose complaint forced him into retirement. Mm. I mean, that sounds gay. <laughs> <laughs> Partners. <laughs> I feel like an amputated arm could easily be a strap-on, you know, another sure, yeah. limb that's detachable. Right. Uh, the idea of... Uh, <laughs> oh my god, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did I do this to watch you struggle? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first thought was something I, I couldn't quite get there, but something about looking like a strap on that looks like a baby's arm holding an apple. That's where I just couldn't quite get there. Oh my god! I mean, honestly, like this was so rewarding to see you try. <laughs> well, guys, you know, I think. I would say, as somebody asked me earlier, I think this is the first 
cis heterosexual person uh, who's a uh, AMAB person on the pod. So, you know, I think with a, a cop-centric episode, we got you in a little bit of a pickle here and there. It's all in good fun. Thank you for being such a good sport about it, Sean. Um, now let's move on to our, and you're a winner. Now it's time for our Gender Icon Award. We, of course, give this award to practically anyone. If we feel they're iconic in their gender, then you know what? It is true. So it is written, so it shall be done. Not even gonna deep dive that, um, but I was I would say that um, this this show on the whole has a lot of women that are featured. Um, I want to say that Danny and Claudette and uh, Corinne, Corinne, um, and uh, the sex worker who I cannot remember the name of, and all of those women actually have some really just like great performances um i do think this Mm -hmm. this show is like full of great like whatever you want to say woman performances um but honestly like for me it is uh it is going to be danny because she is Mm. the one that has the interplay most with vic and Mm -hmm. she I, i i just identify with her i think a little bit because she does give it a little bit you know, sometimes powers like that. Yes. But she's doing it while she's assessing all the time. She's like always analyzing the situation. She's always thinking. Mm-hmm. We see that in the end of the pilot. Um, yes. So she's not a passive character, even in the way that Claudette sometimes can be or the way that Corinne sure. definitely is. So mm-hmm. I do like that about her. Sometimes I used to watch the show and be like, why doesn't Danny just move to another place? Like the people <laughs> around her are terrible and there's yes. seems slim pickings, you know? Um, and why does she even need, like, why is she like open to dating a cop even like dating a fellow mm-hmm. cop? sounds like the worst. So I think Danny is a survivor and, um, and also she's like one of the more, She's just one of the more nuanced ones. She's complex. Mm -hmm. So you can definitely see that. Um, So I would say I would give it to her, although I would definitely say that the show suffers from the early aughts. Men are inherently more complicated, but it's like it definitely, even as you were saying, like led into the Sopranos, etc., it might have also influenced, you know, like uh, Sky, uh, Skyler in um, like Breaking mm-hmm, Bad, mm-hmm. characters like that, uh, Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> of course. Remember that episode where <laughs> Carrie just straight up murdered that bitch who was dating her boyfriend? <laughs> if only. Danny is such a Carrie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was because of Danny. But um, <laughs> what about you? What are you thinking, Sean? Um, I mean, those are all really great, uh, really great points. And and in the show, I I think hers is a really, uh, Danny's story, uh, is a really complicated one to tell. Um, yeah, because she's having, there's so much to unravel just with, if just in thinking about her experience, um, she gets pregnant, right? mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, she's a pregnant guy. <laughs> well, I just remembered it because she's pregnant, and it's like, who's the daddy? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> there's a who's the daddy a, who's little the subplot. Da- it's like Dad. it's the D story for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really cares who the daddy is. <laughs> uh, 
um, it, it, it's it's kind of unfortunate that within in, 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 uh, network or not network TV, but on cable television, basic mm-hmm. cable. So they had you know 44, 45 type minutes, and not a lot of that was being uh, able to uh, be devoted to the minutiae of what that experience really probably was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great character. I would say my uh, gender icon is probably Claudette. Um, yeah. CCH Pounders, Claudette Wimps. Um, and I grow to like her character and appreciate it um, more over over time. Um, but after after watching the the show and the pilot, I came to find out that character was originally written um, as a man, and it re like in hearing, the, yeah, in, in, <laughs> like seeing the dialogue play out on screen, it kind of it shit like I watch it now with a different lens and mm. think, oh, this would have been much worse if her character was you know Claude. played by a man yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it, it could have been yeah <laughs> yeah well your name's claude so i'm gonna bully you <laughs> makes sense for Vic to really pick on claude <laughs> and it, it makes it i mean it just has so much more dimension from it um you know cch pounder she's uh, i think been a mainstay in film and tv for ever um so very powerful certainly powerful performer uh but just the experience or her character's experience as uh an older black woman in early 2000s probably having spent a lot of her life on the police force informs this character go forward and it's like it's a much richer experience uh on watching on the show and her like character's experience for it's like why do i you know, we killed, it's like you said, um, with uh, Terry's character at the end of the pilot, spoiler warning, right. you know, he's he's killed because we didn't need another one of these. Right, uh, we, right. You know, we, we hit our quota on the uh, the, the parchment people, um, the yes. quota. Yes. So, you know, we didn't need another one of that. But I'm so sure. glad that they made the change that they did because it, it does make it a, a richer um, to have more to, women. To yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I also wanted to point out just because you just talked about Terry, um, that man dies extremely slowly. He gets <laughs> through the face and he's like, oh, oh. I, I was like, I guess they missed his brain because, <laughs> and I guess yeah. they missed it and it's still lethal. Yeah. It was like, I remember seeing it and feeling like it was a really, like, wasn't it the same wound that Ralphie got in A Christmas Story? (laughs) He shot his eye out, see if you play with guns. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that that was such a weird choice. It it was almost like they were trying to be, like, give him this moment, but people who... People who feel like that's stupid, like a stupid amount of time, are just laughing. So <laughs> we're just laughing at you, Sean. Um, well, <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, for uh, picking Claudette, and congratulations to Danny Claudette. I'll I'll contact the actresses. I'll make sure that they know that they're fully appreciated in the trans cinematic universe. Well, that's our show today, Sean. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, you know, we've known each other for so long and it's honestly, 
always been so comforting to have your friendship, truly. Oh, that's very sweet. I feel the same way. Um, I know we've been trying to get this going for a little while, and I'm really happy to have uh, been able <laughs> to join you here. It's a, such a great conversation, and you, you are one of my oldest friends at this point. Um, so yes, I'd say it's I'm always 84. a pleasure to, to chat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> Yeah, come and visit me at the nursing home spaceship sometime. Miss you so much and love you so much. Um, I uh, want to just remind our viewers that, you know, I have this show. I've got Baking and Blu-rays. I've got Bombshell Out. What else is coming out? Oh, the trailer for Spookable is about to drop. Now... Sean, I did not do this on purpose, but you saw the trailer. You got the sneak preview because you're just in the inner circle. I'm Let's plugged in. Just, just quickly, yay or nay? Oh, yay. Full yay. yay? Yeah. <laughs> the gayest yay that you can Full imagine. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've got a vote for you from Sean. So, I mean, that's probably enough for you right uh, no you don't know sean but i do i could vouch um yeah that's gonna drop once it's uh, uh released at an event in june um early june so it's gonna be on the interwebs after that and you're gonna be able to click 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 it'll be uh in the show notes here going forward until the fucking film's actually out so um go check that out we're doing t for t werewolf romance horror comedy what more could you want thank y'all for listening so much and we are out. I think Jason and Jalen are so talented. I don't know why they can't finish. Yeah. Like it's kind of a mystery, isn't it? it? They're they're just so supremely gifted and like as far as tandems in the league, there are they're, they're a tandem and a team that I never want to see my teams play against because they're just, they're so good. They're so good. They've got young bones and young bodies. And they're, you know, they <laughs> you sound like they use <laughs> the length, the girth. <laughs> Bang it inside. <laughs> Get to the rim. Penetrate. <laughs> oh, let's do NBA, but make it gay. It would be really easy. <laughs> okay, that's so easy. Yeah, I mean, they were talking it's about nothing softball. but penetration last night. <laughs> double penetration, triple penetration. Graham was like, triple penetration? What? <laughs> yes, it's possible. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I do. I, I do think though. I do think that you know, you know, when your team is stacked. Yeah. And it and back the last championship, that bench. The bench mm-hmm. with, with Posey and House. Posey, just, the House, yeah, that yeah was, that's right. Yeah, more like, a, like uh, who was uh, Tony Allen, uh, backup that's point right. guard. That's right, Tony um, Allen was on uh, the bench. Really great bench, uh, yeah, you're right. Big baby, da- Big baby Davis. Oh, the bench, <laughs> the bench was right. just... <laughs>